certainly not in the best environment to record a short little I was gonna say but I'm just gonna share a little insight uh, went to another little talk last night and it's never been so clear that not all even great practitioners are great teachers I sat last night and I listened to people have questions answered by someone who supposedly has a lot of background in even uh, Western education. Yet I didn't hear a single one of the answers make any sense. And stories, supposed to be endless stories, uh, you know, interesting little stories, but I don't remember hearing any that were interesting or even helpful. Ah. Really is sad. Really is sad. I mean, I've been talking about this. I run into so many other practitioners who feel that um, you need to have a teacher who uh, follows what they teach. I'm looking at this. I think you're going to be hard-pressed. Because uh, this gentleman definitely looks like he probably is a, a sincere practitioner and he likely probably really does understand his, his stuff. But... Um, he shouldn't be teaching because uh, he has zero skills in making himself understood to people, uh, zero skills in answering questions and giving guidance. And yet, when you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or any of that sort of jazz, don't you think that's what they teach you, train you? But I'm getting the impression that they don't really learn how to help people. They get taught a lot of science, a lot of theory, and... Uh, Jeez, skillful means indeed. What is skillful means? That's a, a paya. Upaya is the word. Skillful means just means anything that helps you achieve the goal of awareness or liberation. So this is why I found it a little funny. Sad. Sad. Right? Because... Um, Isn't the goal to help others? I said this yesterday. You don't shy away from success. But what does success look like as a Buddhist? certainly doesn't look like um, Ferraris and Learjets. But it also doesn't look like getting paid and not helping people. Right? When I talk about dana, or anybody talks about dana, right? it's giving out of a sense of gratitude. So, shouldn't you be giving something for the audience to be uh, grateful for? Right. Yes, dana isn't simply charity. Because, honestly, that's what it usually ends up being. The teacher doesn't provide you any sufficiency and you still provide him with some dana? That's the last point. I don't understand why people will uh, listen to this. I don't know word salad and then say oh thank you that resonates with me no it doesn't resonate with you it doesn't and I mean oh my gosh we had this one lady come back who's supposedly a TMI practitioner which is hilarious at this point which kind of proves it because she's had more problems than anyone else in this group she has to lie down when she was coming before because of problems she's been having and now she alluded to some more new problems she's been having but Oh, I've been listening to you, and I, you know, I've been trained in TMI. She's a TMI uh, facilitator. She doesn't say that anymore. 
mainly because who's going to want uh, uh, the Mind Illuminated facilitator? One, because, well, the Mind Illuminated has been defrocked, per se. Uh, two, if you can only meditate lying down because of troubles you're having and you got new troubles now, I'm not having you as a guide. Three, she listens to the guy talk and just mentions, you know, nothing related to this, but she's like, oh, well, it sounds like I should probably be listening to Tich Nhat Hanh. And he's like, yeah. And she keeps going. Well, yeah, I guess I should be listening. What is it you like about Tich Nhat Hanh? He seems like really... And she goes on three or four times, like asking for specific books on Audible. You couldn't get more specific than that. Can he not just tell you what books to try? But you know what I found even funnier? Is he went digging for specific books. I understand that. He said he didn't have many books around. So twofold. If you don't have many books around, why don't you just tell her what books are his best? Particularly a beginner. I know I would not pick up a beginner book by Titsnahan. I'd be looking for something a little more advanced. The only books I have are kind of like, you know, covering his entire belief system, plus maybe one on koans. But I find it even funnier that, uh, I don't know. Nobody calls any of these people out, right? And then we had another new person. It was hilarious, too. He sounded just like uh, the dude from uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, dude, yeah, man. Sounded just like a surfer. It was absolutely hilarious. And here he, he portends to uh, ask a question, but it was just so that he can have his little diatribe. And I don't know what he was trying to do. As so many of these guys love to, to just hear themselves think, or they're just using this learning as an attainment or as some sort. Of, I never understood this until getting into social media Buddhism in the last uh, couple of years, probably less, to be honest. I never realized how many hindrances there were to modern Western Buddhism. I mean, forget about the ten fetters. I mean, I mean, one gentleman mentioned, what was his question? It was pretty simple. But he said he uh, regularly asks on Reddit, and he, I mean, I just felt bad for the man. Because if you ask on Reddit, you're going to get a dozen different answers. And how are you going to know which one is good? Again, Upaya speaks to this. Because every path is individual. Yet, not a single one of those dozen um, answers on Reddit will include someone saying, well, you know, it's very individual. Because if you do, you'll get downloaded. Because uh, just by the nature of how it works... If someone doesn't like you or what you're saying or it challenges their narrative, because that's what you have. You have a few uh, individuals uh, keeping a little fiefdom in these social medias. They'll just vote you down and no one's going to see the comment, right? So literally, they're encouraging the worst kind of behavior. The same thing that I saw in my disease. Uh, I've had this rare incurable disease for well over a decade doctors poked and prodded me for well over a decade. Not knowing what was going on, I gave up on their little fun time games. And I started using research, reason, logic, and the scientific method to discover a way to cure this with no budget. So it was food. Not fancy food, not expensive organics or any of that jazz, just eliminating as much as I could and eating as healthy 
as I could. Now, after many years, I found myself getting this disease in check from a very serious stage three, which required regular hospital visits, to a very, arguably, now I'm fighting for them to understand how sick I still am. Because keep in mind, uh, just because I've gotten this disease from stage three down to near remission, doesn't mean there isn't a dozen other symptoms I'm still fighting with, because again, it's an incurable disease. But we're talking about quality of life here. Right? I have an excellent quality of life considering. My only trouble is my fight with um, the tax uh, department, because they think I must have been working in the last 10 years. There's no way that you've been sick, even though I've told them many times. And, of course, uh, doctors, because now, since I've gotten myself healed with natural ways of just eating better and living better, of course they don't think uh, I'm sick anymore, or certainly won't even admit how sick I was. Because, just like my buddy with liver disease, because he's healing his liver with natural products, not pills and their protocols, because he's living naturally and his liver is healing, they won't admit that it's happening. Because how is that possible? Same as my disease. It's supposed to be impossible that I'm able uh, to have an actual livable life without all of their medications and their pills. Now keep in mind that over the last 10 years, I've saved our taxpayers in the neighborhood of $10 million. I'm not exaggerating. One pill alone, if I were to have been put on it initially, is near $400,000 a month. Now, never mind the amount of other drugs they have us on, like uh, metformin and, uh, I don't know, there's a half dozen other drugs they'd have us on, plus the antibiotics, plus, plus, plus and then pain. We have chronic pain with this disease, but also chronic fatigue. So not only are they giving people these pain pills that only half the time work, the other half of the time they don't work, yet both times they leave you tired, more tired than you were. And I got news for you. Even if you don't have chronic fatigue, if you have chronic pain, chronic pain, <laughs> if you have chronic pain, Chronic, uh, sorry, if you have chronic pain, uh, just being tired will make that pain worse. So here we are again. Right? When are we going to uh, start seeing people who are really looking to provide sufficiency, sufficiency? So here I'm talking about health science. Right? When are we going to start helping people heal? Right? Really help them heal, not just give them a pill and postpone when are we really going to start showing people how simple it is to do this thing we call Buddhism? Right? You don't have to be an extremist and uh, destroy the entire teaching because you're afraid of a little bit of uh, uh, what could be construed as religion. Or on the other end, you refuse to allow anybody to believe in the tenets if they do not uh, wholly believe in uh, magic and mystery tour. Right? 
the middle is the absolute and only way forward. This is why the Buddha is still revered. Because he sat down and he looked at all the philosophies that lay about and he said, nope, 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 nope. The middle way is the way. And it's honestly the guidance that we all need to remember.